Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. Well, welcome, and I'm so glad that you are a part of this gathering today. And whatever it is, it is that you are going to be watching this, I pray that it blesses you. It's a long weekend for us in Canada, and it's, uh, of course, uh, the 4th of July for you in the U.S. And for those of you that are watching in other places of the world, we pray, pray that you have also had a time of rest and refreshing. And if you haven't had that, for whatever reason, we pray that this message will be able to provide that today. We are concluding our series called Unburdened, and today we are going to be looking at how we are called to focus differently. We are called to focus differently. As followers of Jesus, we are called upon to obviously be different. We are counter-current. We are counter-culture. We are a people who follow a irreligious Jesus, a Jesus who turned religion on its head, a Jesus who redefined what it meant to be in relationship with the Father. He gave us that understanding that we could approach God as the Father and gave us an understanding of how we would be loved by the Father in a way that was only seen and understood through the very person of Jesus and the way that he loved all those that the religious were rejecting. You may feel rejected in your life today. You may feel unwanted. You may feel unloved. You may even feel like you are unseen. But just know this, that none of that is true because God is there for you. Jesus is holding you. He loves you and he will never, ever let you go. Now we are in a time in which we can easily lose focus. I think it's been difficult for us to remain focused when we've had so many distractions. Many of us have had to work from home. Many of us continue to work from home. Others have been given a date somewhere around the 7th of September where there's going to be a casual uh, re-entry back into the, a progressive re-entry back into the workforce in, in office spaces. Uh, others are wondering if uh, they can continue to work from their pajamas, house coats, and, uh, and not have to shave. But I wonder if these distractions have also not been a necessary reminder of how we need to reset our priorities and refocus. Refocus our life and our time and refocus our attention on what truly matters. And what we need to understand about being unburdened is in the final step of, of, of being unburdened, it is essential for us to refocus. When we talk about refocusing, we are talking about making something the center of our activity, the center of our attraction, the center 
of our attention. It is a point of concentration. It is about having directed attention on a particular thing. Now, when we find ourselves distracted, it's easy for us to lose focus. And as a result, we may lose time with that. We may lose understanding. We may lose context. We may lose even things that are truly important. We saw just a few weeks ago how things that are lost can be found again. That's what Jesus wanted us to understand in Luke 15. And so he gave us parables, stories about a lost coin, a lost sheep, even a lost son. He told us these things so that we could understand that all that is lost can be found again. And I truly believe that even about our focus. That's why Jesus wants us to focus differently than those who are not as spiritually minded. Those who do not take into consideration the important role that Jesus is to have in helping us have this focus. And so in 2 Corinthians, in chapter 4, verse 18, let us kick this off with this important verse. And it says, so we don't look at the troubles that we can see now, but rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things that we cannot see will instead last forever. And what this passage reminds us is that we can sometimes focus on troubles that burden us rather than the things that cannot be seen, things that have a greater importance. Those spiritual things, the kingdom of God, that is a all-encompassing and embracing phrase, the kingdom of God, to mean spiritual things, to mean putting a focus on God, to putting a focus on our faith, to putting a focus on the person of Jesus, by putting a focus on the Holy Spirit. For the things that we see now, it says, we will soon, they'll be gone. But the things that we cannot see will last forever. And so we often have such a focus on the temporal that we lose sight of the eternal. And that's understandable, isn't it? I mean, we have so many roles and responsibilities, so many tasks, so many troubles, so many things that are occupying our minds and our hearts. And it's not just in one season of our life, but in many. Sometimes we just are feeling so, I don't know, unfulfilled, right? Just like something is just missing. And, and, and we try to fill that void with so many other things. And then we realize that those things just aren't doing it either. They aren't fulfilling us. And so as a result, we keep focusing on the temporal instead of the eternal. Thinking that as we pursue temporal things, we fulfill this void that is within us. And so this verse reminds us that we are to, instead of just being citizens of this earth, we also have to be reminded of how important it is for us to be citizens of heaven. To have and to do and to live in a way that reflects an eternal purpose of things that will last forever. And so therefore, putting more emphasis on things that last forever 
instead of things that are temporal and will fade away. And so Philippians chapter 1 and in verse 10, it says this, For I want you to understand what truly matters, so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. Paul is doing everything in his power to remind the people of God that we are to focus on what really matters. Now, of course, doing things well and doing them with excellence matters to God. I think that when you start a task, it's important to finish it. I think that when we focus on the right things, we also receive the right rewards. I think that we feel like we have accomplished what was set out for us when we embarked on that journey. But when we don't understand how things also have an eternal value, we can sometimes put a disproportionate amount of importance on the things that are temporal. And that's why Paul, in the verse that we just read in the book of Philippians, is reminding everyone else that even though he's under house arrest and awaiting trial in Rome, that he is found, he has found himself in a time and in a place in his life where he actually, think about this, has now been in prison for two years. He's been in a confinement, in a quarantine, so to speak. Now think about how we have been confined and quarantined, how we've been limited, how we, everyone, all of us, have been in this for more than a year and, and most likely don't feel like our worries have lessened, our concerns have gone away, our joy is at the highest level possible, that we somehow feel more accomplished now than ever before. That may be you, but for the most part, I have heard from person after person how tough this year has truly been and how challenging it has been for them to remain joyful, encouraged, peaceful, focused. And Paul writes to the Philippians, and he's trying to show them that even though things are not going as he would like in his own life, that he nonetheless is still speaking to each of them about how they can experience these things if they will just focus on that which is eternal. And here's what he wants us to grasp. When we let go of our burdens and we pick up something in return, he's saying, let it be a passion for God. Whatever you unburden yourself with, pick up a passion for God and for the things of God. Pick up the things that Jesus is passionate about. Pick up the things that he loves, the things that he's about, the things that he does, the things that he wants us to do. Let go of your burdens by picking up a greater passion for being like Jesus. In Matthew chapter 16 and in verse 24 to 26, this is what it says. Then Jesus told 
his disciples that if anyone is going to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life is going to lose it. But whoever loses his life, for my sake, they will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and then loses his soul? Or what shall a man in return give for his soul? Now think about that for a moment and what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about a great exchange. He's saying, why don't you let go of everything that is burdening you and then pick up my cross and follow me. And it would seem like he would be telling us to pick up an even greater burden. But what he's doing is that he's teaching us that what we should be picking up is a passion for God, a passion for Jesus and all that he represents. So when you pick up the cross, that's what you're doing. You're letting go of everything else and you are taking upon yourself the joy of what it means to follow after God. Those burdens that you are letting go of, those things that are temporal, those things that are holding you back, those things that are limiting you every day from experiencing the fullness of life that you want so desperately to experience, those things can be had in the great exchange. Let your burdens go and take up that cross and follow Jesus. The Bible tells us very clearly through the words of Jesus that if you will let go of your life, the way that you are currently living it, you will win it, you will own it, you will experience it in the fullness that God has promised. But if you continue to hold on to your burdens and continue to live life like you have by holding on to the things that are just temporal, that do not matter, and even if they matter, they don't matter as much as pursuing God with your utmost passion, then know this, that you will lose it. You will lose it all. That's his promise. That's his warning to us. And he's telling us, this is why you are living a burdened life. You see, there's a, a huge difference between being concerned and worrying. And that's why the scriptures teach us that we are not to worry. It's okay to be concerned about things. And I think that we do that with full awareness that we may not have control of the outcome but this is a matter of concern and it needs to be addressed and then we take those concerns and we bring them to God in prayer we at times bring them to the counsel of others and ask for their input we do an evaluation ourselves we compare these things with the stories of the Bible to see if there's any insight and wisdom that can be gleaned there for ourselves we get on our knees and we pray, God, help me in this moment of concern. Lead me in this time of trouble. Set me free from these burdens and bring light into my darkness. We ask God to guide us, to lead us 
and to propel us forward to a better place, to a better outcome, to a better result. We do these things. And the difference between concern and worry is this. We let go of the things that crush us and instead we take up the one thing that won't and that is the cross of Jesus. Jesus says that my cross will not crush you because I also had victory through the cross. I had victory over the cross. I had victory in spite of the cross. When we pick up the cross, what we are saying is, I will not let the things of this life worry me. I will not let them concern me. I will not let them crush me. I will not let them burden me. I will take up my cross and I will pursue Jesus passionately and I will watch my burdens be laid down, be left behind as I journey forward following Jesus. I know this is easier said than done. Most things are. And like most things that are hard to do, a new habit needs to be formed and developed. And so the challenge is to do this daily. Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And so God knows that we are going to need to do this repeatedly. We're going to forget about this for a moment. We're going to forget about this maybe even for a day. We may fall into our old patterns and habits and those behaviors that have held us back up until now. They'll return. They never truly go away. They're just waiting on the sidelines to be once again reintroduced into our lives. And therefore, taking up the cross is a daily exercise. Following Jesus is a renewal of our commitment. It is a decision that we must take every day to lay down burdens and take up his cross instead. And that's why when we talk about looking at things and having a different focus, this is possible when we have a different perspective. And what Jesus did by his coming is by is 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 he provided that different perspective jesus provided a different perspective a different perspective in how we can let go of our burdens so that we can finally live as we were meant to uh, not with a scattered diversified soul but with a singular priority and focus with a newfound perspective that is given to us by insight provided by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people hear us speak and they hear wisdom in our words. I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking through us. I believe that we are garnering together the wisdom of the Scriptures and speaking a truth that is given to us by God. I believe that when we provide this perspective, 
It is a divine perspective that penetrates the soul and speaks to the person who is burdened. And you've been in this experience yourself when someone has reached into your soul and spoken with wisdom, you have received that as words that have come from God. A perspective that you needed that brought light into the darkness that you were living in that moment. You needed that light and God provided it through that wisdom. I believe that God is able to give us a newfound perspective in all the burdens that we are carrying right now. Have you ever asked God to do that? God, here's the burden that I'm carrying. Give me a new perspective. Give me a new approach. Give me a new understanding. Give me a fresh word. Give me a new wisdom to apply. Give me something, God, that <clears throat> I don't know what to do, that I haven't done before, that I haven't heard from anyone else. Show me something that others have not been able to show me. Give me a new perspective. Let God do that to you. Let God do that for you. Let God do that in you today. And let that burden go as he gives you this newfound perspective. I know this world is constantly filled with distractions, anxiety, worry, and burdens. And that's why Jesus said these words in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 33. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What are we going to drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. God is saying, I'm going to give you a newfound perspective. I am not going to ask you to put too much emphasis on what you're eating, on what you're doing, on how you're living, on what you think you're missing, on what it is that you should be wearing, on what it is that you should be, where you should be traveling, on what it is that, that you should be working, on who it is that you should be in a relationship with, or what kind of children or grandchildren that you should have. I want you to think of all the things that are causing you worry right now, and I want you to do things differently. I want you to focus on what it looks like in pursuing me passionately, putting me first. This particular perspective, this particular way of thinking about something, especially one that is influenced by your beliefs or experiences, like what our spiritual father has provided. That's why in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 9 to 10, it says this, And even when he reached the land that God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And who also did this but Isaac and Jacob? And they inherited the same promise. Abraham was also confidently, it says, looking 
forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city that was designed and built by God. But this is true not just for these spiritual fathers, but it is also true for us. We were raised to a new life, not to relive the old life. We were raised to a new life so that we would never go back to the old life, so that we would move forward unburdened, carrying the cross of Jesus, signifying the new passion and understanding that we have to live for God and putting him first, to live for Jesus and making him the focus of everything that we have, are, and do. Today is our opportunity to do that. And since we have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. And there he intercedes for us. There he prays for us. There he protects us. There he provides for us. There he gives us peace. And think of the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Lord, we want to thank you for everything that you have done and all that you are about to do, not just in us, but also through us as we lay down our burdens at your feet. And Lord, as we lay down these burdens, as we offer them to you, we take up the cross of Jesus and we come after you with a newfound passion. You've given us a new life. We leave the old life behind. And with it, all of its distortions and distractions. Lord, we thank you that you are helping us refocus and have a newfound perspective how you are going to help us be victorious in this life today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only He can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening, and God bless you immensely.